everybody. Welcome back to your Corporate Global Football Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host, William Spicer. Spicer, a bit of a, a bump in the road. We got off our schedule again. I, I hope our fans don't leave us, but we're back here. We're ready to go uh, with a wild week of NFL action and news. Yes, just tons of NFL action and news. Sorry, everyone. Last week, I attempted to, to record the podcast on a one-man show because Hunter got became extremely busy, and we we just couldn't find a time to worry. And I recorded it, and I was listening back and editing it, editing it, and I just thought, wow, it is difficult to talk for that long without <laughs> any breaks just for things like water and breathing or to like try to regather mm. a thought and like how you have to do that as having a solo show. I th- that's why the, those people ask hypothetical questions all the time. That's like the way they get a break. I think, you know, when they yeah. say, is Kyler Murray the MVP? That's like when you get to take a sip of water, I guess, but it was difficult and it sounded bad and dragged on and on. Mm. Well, I just give you kudos for trying. I know, you know, I, I can only imagine doing like a, a radio show like that. At least you get commercial breaks and maybe a, a certain podcast you could like edit in breaks here and there, but uh, it doesn't sound easy. So uh, you tried. Oh, but, yeah, I guess I could have uh, just edited it, just made cu- intentional cuts. Yeah. Hey, I don't I don't know what I would have done. I don't want to just ramble. That would have been terrible. <laughs> um, Man, I, I really uh, don't even know where to start necessarily. We got... Lots of uh, COVID issues popping up. Guys going to miss these games. We got injuries. Um, I don't even really want to talk about the Henry Rugg situation because I think it's pretty horrible yeah. um, and serious. I don't, really don't have much to say on that besides it's terrible. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the the thing to me I, that I kind of wanted to lead with was I was surprised that Aaron Rodgers wasn't vaccinated like it seems like a thing where i would almost have lumped him in to like the brady category preseason where regardless of what i would have guessed their political views or science views would be that like they're just so committed to winning that they would just that's something that's like a yeah i'm I'm getting this done yeah i see this this did not surprise me that much like uh aaron Rodgers is you know he because he said immunized like he tried which we don't even know what that means i don't right. think yet like what he meant when he said that um because i've seen different things but i don't know i haven't seen anything official enough for me to really want to stamp it so if anyone knows um but it but it but him trying to do some sort of like holistic medicine thing is is what I'm or doing something like that makes total sense to me because I know he's sort of into some like um, yeah, Eastern like see that. like spirituality and sort and like thoughts. So holistic medicine, I could mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. It must be the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His California look. Right. <laughs> it, I guess that that part does fit. Um, but yeah, I thought that was odd. Uh, he's gonna miss time. Uh, Noah Fant is gonna miss unless he uh, pulls off some crazy testing thing to get ready, which I'm not expecting him to. So just a, a big mess everywhere. Um, am I missing? Do we have any more big injuries that I'm forgetting? Oh, oh, oh yes, of course. Derek Henry. That's another sad one. Oh gosh, um, yeah. I think 
you know, we can frame it in a, in a bit around how it affects the matriarchs. But first on the Titans, um, I mean, you've got to be nervous. Uh, I think that people around the league will be paying a lot of attention to the Titans offense because um, if old man Adrian Peterson is able to like step in here and, and the Titans don't have to make as big of an adjustment, um, then it would obviously like devalue a lot of the running back position. But I don't think that's the case. I think the Titans are one of maybe two teams besides the Panthers that their running back is special enough to, to build the offense around. And this is going to cause them to have to make a change. Yes, I agree with you. I don't think that this is, this isn't like the Browns where it really does feel like it. Yeah. You could stick mm-hmm. anyone back there and run the mm-hmm. ball. Their offensive line is pretty amazing. Um, or the Colts feel like that, but I do think Jonathan Taylor is, is also like that. Um, yeah, but I don't, I am going to be curious to see if the Titans are like that because I also do not believe they are. Um, but yep. I think they will be effective enough to, and if Julio is back, then they, maybe they do a little bit more like Ram style three wide. I don't know. Do yeah. more out of the gun. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting because if, if the running game isn't there, we, you know, I think I would be a little bit nervous for Tannehill because we have seen that he, does his best when he can be comfortable with the play action and hit AJ Brown over the middle and Julio's doing stuff. But without that, um, he's going to have to make more decisions um, and kind of be like, have a longer leash. Uh, And that was that he has struggled with that in the past. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Yes. We, I'm trying to think if there's any other, some of the other big, Oh, Jameis going down. Oh yeah. Another, another uh season ending injury um i guess Taysom Taysom hill will be back soon maybe this week uh, as soon as this week but um still just kind of a bummer michael thomas also saints he finally said not going to play this year um there were some people that had like rumored that that might be the case but i don't think they knew what they were talking about i think they were like i i think that may have been personal stuff and we probably will never know what the true <laughs> the truth is um but i don't know i'm just hopefully he comes back healthy next year uh but th- you know super frustrating yeah and you know as i'm talking about this i'm just like there are still so many more so i'm like i guess i we should probably just dive into the league and then as we go through the teams we'll just focus Maybe on just like, see them <laughs> yeah like as we stand now because it feels like the entire like structure of teams in fantasy have just been altered you're right. Um, we've got uh, 10 teams in our league that are in this playoff race, uh, especially with that median point win. Uh, everyone from top to bottom is in it. The top three feel safe, and beyond that, four through 10 are battling it out. Um, so let's start with, uh, since we just talked about Derrick Henry a bit, uh, we'll start with the Matriarchs and the God Kings. Um 91 points for Katie, probably, I would guess, a season low, if not a franchise low for her. Uh, Derrick Henry got the carries, but wasn't able to uh, get it going against the Colts. And Brady with a pretty blah week, but enough to kind of get him still where he can peck at that sixth spot. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I thought Brady's week was um, pretty good considering Devontae Adams being on COVID for this week. Yep. Um, so I have to say that was there. That was already a little bit of like, I have to last minute 
do some things and maneuver in. Also of note, Kadarius Tony off taxi squad brought in for the game does play and is like effective. Like they're trying to get him the ball and then has a uh, maybe wrist injury, I believe a thumb. Yeah, it was a thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, But it looks like he's like practicing and stuff. So it doesn't seem to be too bad. Yeah, and they uh, have a bye after this this coming week, so uh, I would imagine that he will probably end up starting again for the God Kings going forward if he can can stay healthy. But uh, yeah, you're right. Lots of uh, kind of bye slash injury fill-ins on his team and just gets enough done. And now with uh, Rodgers out this week and Jordan Love going to be uh, the starting quarterback, once again, you start to see some fruit from that Kirk Cousins trade where the God Kings will be able to plug in Cousins and Tannehill. Yeah, so I was thinking like, yeah, this is why he did that. Um, I will say Cousins has been, he's, he's had, he's been in a little bit of a skid. Um, I think he might be able to get out of it this week. The, the Vikings, just every time you watch them, they just always play close games and can't win. But it does mean they get to overtime often, which is, I think is Kirk Cousins' like greatest <laughs> value is he plays so many overtime minutes. Get he, that extra quarter. Yeah, yeah, he's getting so many more plays than other people. Um, so Yeah, he is. And yeah. That's just the Minnesota special, baby, just losing to missed kicks or last-second kicks. Um, so let's talk about the, the matriarchs for a second. So with uh, King Henry going down... You know, it's possible he could come back fantasy-wise maybe for two playoff games, maybe one. We're not really sure. I I would guess maybe zero, depending on the control that the Titans would have on the AFC South at that point. Um, So she's, you know, looking really thin now at running back. Uh, I don't know if she's looking to trade, um, if she's going to try to ride it out for a week or two and see what happens. Um, But Miles Gaskin has been struggling big time, and Tony Pollard's not enough to start at the same time as Zeke. Yeah, that is that is tough that they have the the same. I do think uh Mark Ingram is much more interesting now that he's back in the, New Orleans. Back at the Saints. Mm-hmm. True. So I do think that that is interesting as a potential fill in inside of Miles Gaskin. Um especially considering in his first game back he had seven points like it was like, yeah, I didn't forget the playbook at all. I know exactly yeah. where we are. Um, so you hope you hope maybe he can sneak in a touchdown or two in a week that you have to play him. And uh, yeah, and Devonte Parker coming back is gonna be nice, and having a good game in his game back, or maybe it's his second game back. No, this was his first game back off his injury. Yeah, yeah, so, I saw uh, some of that game live, and him and him and Tua looked pretty good. There was a couple plays that I saw him make uh, just great kind of sideline catches and good chunk gains of like, you know, seven, eight yards here and there. A lot of receptions, which is helpful. Um, with Mark Ingram, I'm definitely worried about with Jameis out now. I don't know what that does with the offense. Like we saw uh, Kamara struggle last year a little bit in fantasy when Taysom Hill was in. So what does that do with like the backup running back? Is he going to, like are those carries instantly gone now that uh, Taysom's running running it? We don't know. Uh, we'll have to wait and find out. But uh, she's probably gonna have to have to play him, like you said. 
Yeah, and I'll I'll talk more about what I think Sean Payton and the Saints are going to do coming out of the break when we get to to the Bruce Matthews. <laughs> since I'm so heavily invested, I've I think about what the Saints do way more frequently than I think the average even the average. Saints fan. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. Um, um, well, next up, let's talk about. Oh, did you have something else to say? Yeah, uh, OBJ. Um, for the matriarchs. oh yeah that was another bizarre one now, yeah absolutely now it's, dad ha- comes out and does the most classic high school football thing of my son's yes. not getting the ball here's proof thing that you yes. can do and apparently lebron james also tweeted about it and yes, so now he's he they they're like saying you're not practicing you'll we'll t- you take up a roster spot we're going to pay you and you we won't let you go to waivers though because we don't want anyone else to have you Yes, very bizarre situation. Um, thought maybe he could have been traded there at the deadline, but and that's obviously what their goal was, and it didn't work. And now you're just kind of with your foot in your mouth and may just be it for him for the season. So strange. Very strange. Um, but I we I couldn't didn't want us to to leave without without mentioning that. Yeah, no, he was he was on the bench there. I completely missed him, but crazy story. Um, so I love that uh, after maybe a couple weeks of like normal games, the Pit Kings are right back into the drama, uh, <laughs> getting a, a stat correction to get their W uh, against the Median, which gives them the double win and vaults them up to fifth place in a playoff spot. Uh, I I don't know if I've said this before, but the Pit Kings are, are just like the Seahawks where they can't play a normal game. Every game is overtime or like there's a review that decides the game or, or just something, some kind of crazy play every week. Uh, but it, you just love to see it. Oh, yeah. You love to see it. And, uh, you know, the Pit Kings had such a strange week. Like when you look through, it was just like players either just came out or just took a little nap. One of the two. Yeah, and DeAndre Swift was playing without um, Jamal Williams, but didn't really take advantage of of that. Didn't really get a lot of work, honestly, because they were getting destroyed by the Eagles. Um, you know, only 12 carries and then didn't get a lot of the receiving work. So not a lot of points there uh chris godwin kind of went crazy D- a little disappointed in russell gage i have him in my other league i thought maybe with calvin ridley he might step up and get some stuff done but zero points yeah he had i think uh tajay sharp was kind of like who ended up being the receiver out of this game that's yeah. sort of like the blast new... from the titans past right and 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 so maybe that affected it is just like whatever tajay offers and whatever role he's playing is better than gauge who might just be like deep threat still. Yeah. They may not have changed his, his role at all uh, with the entry. Yeah. Whenever I saw uh, a cut to the, that game and on, on a, what am I trying to say? Red zone. And they, the announcer said Tajay Sharp. I was like, Oh my gosh, he was the future. I forgot about him. I know. And, and, you know, speaking of, we're talking about this because, you know, Calvin Ridley is, uh, stepping away from the game for an un- unknown amount of time. Yeah, who's also another big story. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, another bizarre situation. Uh, don't know what's going on. Hope everything's okay or gets better. Um, 
uh, interesting thing we didn't know about the Pit Kings this week, getting this crucial win uh, to get them tied with the Flamin' Hot Cheetahs. They could easily move up to fourth earliest next week. Uh, they started three tight ends, so you love to see <laughs> that. that uh, what would that be, 13 personnel? Yeah, 13 personnel. <laughs> I love it. I actually, so this is where I know I hate tight ends, but then I noticed this, and I I think I saw some other teams that could think about doing it, and I was like, oh, I do kind of like that. I yeah. do kind of like going, <laughs> going three wide and parking it. Yeah, it, it kind of seems like a bruised thing, like a tough, you know, tight ends are tough beer drinking boys. I could see you rolling three guys out there someday. Yeah, but not right now. Not right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Not with this roster. Um, with the Cheetahs, uh, Kyler Murray, you know, people are not sure if he's hurt or not. I think he said it feels good. But with a guy like him where the points are coming on the ground, you don't want any type of ankle injury. You want him to be able to run around and, and make plays to get your fantasy points. Yeah, he had a he struggled in, the, in this game mm-hmm. against the Packers with, I don't know, like, missing on routes with receivers and not really sure if it's his whose fault it is but yeah um and fumbling and just it was it was a tough tough night on the short week though right and yep you know hopefully he can he can make it to bye week and get get ready for the playoffs if you uh if you break in absolutely uh also, the Flaming Hot Cheetahs have Elijah Mitchell to look forward to. I I was surprised to see they didn't start him this week. Um, kind of took the risk uh, with Judy coming back from injury, uh, but it, it it wouldn't have made like a huge difference. It would have just made it a closer loss. But I think at this point now, Elijah Mitchell's penciling him into the starting lineup for the Cheetahs, and you know, kind of run it until the. The next running back that takes over that backfield, I guess. I was about to say, this is the this is the Shanahan ride. Hop, yep. I guess it's time to hop on and hope it works. Ride it while you can. Yeah. Um, other than that, he's also got Landry, who uh, I assume will keep getting a lot of targets with uh, OBJ not playing. So that could be an added bonus there. Yeah, and... I noticed though Jarvis had a couple of very like not Jarvis drops this game, so I'm hoping I think he'll be back. But it just felt like he was a little off, and I know I think he yeah. just came back from injury recently as mm-hmm. well. So I think he's fumbled he has in this game too. Days. Yeah, yeah. It's a they don't throw the ball a lot like we talked about earlier, but uh, he's a guy that you would you would guess would get the the catches when they do. Um, next up, we had the. Highest score of the week, once again, goes to touchdown. Nabby pulling off another double win, just further separating uh, himself from the pack. Uh, it, it's really crazy that we only have three teams over 500. Um, very bizarre, just lots of good parity in the league. But um, he takes advantage of that stat correction over popular ballers and causes popular ballers to drop to 4-12. and 12. Yeah, tough for the popular ballers, huh? Yep, some tough luck, and you know he he was mentioning. I think he has the third or four or no fourth most points for on the season, um, and I guess the only bright side is, and I haven't gone back and looked at this. I don't know if you have either, but uh, hopefully he's gotten some median wins. I know he has at least one or two of his four probably are coming from the median, and you just got to be happy that we have that rule change because he's still in it. 
I'm looking now two of his wins so far. I'm just going to keep clicking uh, three of his wins. Maybe all of them are from the median. So the median could potentially, yep, all four, uh, officially all four. So with that, I mean, at least just be happy that we changed the rule. And he's still alive very much so in the playoff race. Yeah, and so much to look forward to, you know, with his his young team and backups and stuff. It's it's a It's a quite exciting time to be in popular ballers Even, absolutely yeah. um and then with the abbey i think you know things are still looking great and this is coming with the struggles of uh tyree kill kind of stopping <laughs> this this week at least fantasy wise uh an ugly win for the chiefs over the giants uh just can't figure the chiefs out still but tyree kill figured it out 27 points uh like 12 catches i think had a million targets um, and then another pretty uh, touchdown catch from Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jamar Chase is just, he's hes out there doing it on big plays. Some games he's just like a red zone threat. He's hes amazing. Uh, but the big dog, Michael Carter, with yes. Mike White of the popular ballers coming out there with 32 points with nine receptions for 95 yards, also yeah. a rushing touchdown. <laughs> That's like a yep. McCaffrey stat line. It really is. Uh, Michael Carter is the corporate global workman of the week. Uh, bow, 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 bow. So 14 targets is crazy. Uh, Mike White loved that little dump off to him, and he made some good work of it too, got 95 yards. So 32 points. And I think we've been saying this all season. If, if he can keep a guy like that uh, scoring points for him at running back, then the success should stay there. Yes, and uh... – also, Devontae Booker has been great on that waiver spend filling in. Um, yes. Yeah. Definitely worth the money. For sure. And, you know, I think... He looks Mont- like he's going to get to start him again this week, I think. Yes, he, he will, I think, because Saquon uh, also has COVID, I believe, on has ended up on the COVID list. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see... Next up, before we get to the quarter bowl, we'll we'll talk about the winner faces uh, come down to earth, but still get a media endpoint and a victory, uh, narrowly defeating the Marley Magic one fifty five to one forty nine. Yeah, this was a back and forth affair. Um, just different points in the day would be leaning one side to the other, but just like a seesaw, and it was it was pretty close up until. I don't know. I think for some reason when Travis Kelsey fumbled mm-hmm. and you saw the look on his face, I think that that was the moment where I was like, I just don't think Kelsey has it tonight. I don't think that it's, yeah. it's just not his day right now. And that's what was standing in, in between winter faces. Uh, one point and two point victory. It was because that's probably the worst um, position to play against. Like if you have a quarterback and you're playing it, a team in fantasy like them having your tight end is the worst because with the point premium like it just you don't want them to throw to them at all it just it does not help you in any way um whereas at least with the wide receivers there's a world where it makes sense um with big plays and stuff but i think i was assuming even into like the fourth quarter that marley magic would win because i was like oh well in one of these drives kelsey will get like three three catches and it'll be over but uh he never did kind of a 
strange struggle. Still number one tight end on the season, um, but not doing it in his classic fashion. Yeah, just uh, he just had some down games. I think he'll get it back. The whole we all know the Chiefs' offense has been a bit anemic. I mean, one of the best things they did this game was run the ball. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think maybe they just had to say we have to take the run tonight as much as we hate it, and that's what they did. But they'll be yeah. back. Daryl Williams had a great game. And yeah, that's the thing. I think if uh, if you're listening to this and you play in a league where people are very like they don't pay attention to football or something, if people are like wanting to trade away their uh, Chiefs weapons in season log or dynasty because of this, like smash accept, like go get it, because um, I definitely think this will correct itself at some point. I would agree. That's actually a very good idea that I hadn't thought of, but I might try. Yes, uh, I've definitely been trying myself. Um, Debo has another monster game where he had 171 yards, um, almost had a touchdown on top of that. They ended up saying he went out of bounds like right at the goal line, but uh, an amazing play there and really just continued to eat up Jimmy G's targets. Yeah, that play was absurd. When I saw it, I was like, it's third and 21, and they run the most obvious play. And everyone, this is where people are like, why do you run screens on these downs and they say that's Mm -hmm. why yep that is exactly why uh i do the same in madden and every now and then boom you get a touchdown or you get like a 80 yard gain like debo samuel did so that's why they do it um other than that honestly these guys took care of business uh ricky seals jones kind of subbing in at tight end uh with everybody else being hurt or on by or something so i think if the, if the, they wanted to, the might not. I can't talk right now. Uh, Winterfaces could trade for a tight end, move one of their stellar bench pieces, uh, maybe one of those running backs he put on the market. But obviously, if it ain't broke, you don't have to fix it. Yeah, it's tough to want to make any deals, and when you know you've been doing this, and you're still waiting for Christian McCaffrey to come back. So yes, goodness gracious. Um, and yeah, it looks like it's still being pushed out some. Um, I think he did practice today, like just barely, uh, but it was starting, they had said, I think a few days back, they were going to take him off IR. Um, so it could be this week. We'll see. Yeah, I think I have a feeling it will. Now, I do want to talk a little bit more about Marley Magic because they have, uh, they have some interesting pieces now coming in into play with, with all the chaos that's been happening with players like McNichols and... Byron Edwards and Donovan People Jones. Yeah, he sort of has all of those on these teams where big stars are like just not playing for the teams for different reasons. Yeah, great point. He has a lot of those potential like players to fill in. So I'm I'm very curious of what's going to happen with those with those folks. Yeah, all three of those guys you mentioned, um, possible possible boost we'll see especially if the titans are having to pass more i'm guessing that jeremy mcnichols will have a little bit more of an expanded role um he probably will just in general uh, i mean they'll they'll let him have a shot at it even if adrian peterson is fine but uh but yeah great point all right let's talk about the sadness that was the quarter bowl just a pitiful performance by the Gotham Knights. Uh, 
didn't have to even really start anybody too crazy. Had to start Alex Collins over some injured guys, but uh, all the big dogs were out there except for except for Russ and just a bad game from Matt Ryan, very pedestrian Dalvin Cook, and just a pooper from uh, <laughs> Fanton Collins. So, and Mike Williams, a lot of poopers. Everybody's a pooper. So I'm I'm feeling poopy, but congrats, <laughs> sir. Uh, I will proudly display the Tennessee quarter on my desk at school. Oh. Thank you, thank you. Yes, this was, uh, I will say, I mean, I, I did end up sneaking the median point, but I also felt like a little like, yeah, this is a little lackadaisical <laughs> of, a, of yeah. a quarter bowl. This was, uh, you know, and it was it was strange the way it played out. Like, Brandon Cooks did nothing, and he, he garbage time. Yes. While Jalen Hurts did, like, negative garbage time, all he had was, like, <laughs> run out the clock time. Yeah. Um, And he didn't, so, like, he didn't do anything. Uh, so just some odd things happened throughout the day. And then I just kept expecting Mike Williams all, all day. Yes. Same. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's one of those things where like, if you look back through, cause I, I saw this happen with somebody else. I mean, I think it was Brandon Cooks actually on my team. Yeah. The Patriots all year have just taken away the best offensive player, especially wide receivers, uh, for people. But it's one of those things where it's like, but do you, sit those guys when they play the Patriots like I I just have a hard time doing that and it's burned me twice now with Cooks and with Williams but this is a second week in a row where I played two good teams who had down weeks and my team crapped the bed like the fact that I couldn't beat Katie without a quarterback last week and then I couldn't beat you uh you know 147 should always be like the bottom of the median uh and I should have been able to beat that so boy it's tough, but hey, you know, still have, still have. Uh, well, I was gonna say Michael Thomas was one of the things, but yeah, I've been holding on to that, and, and <laughs> that's okay. I mean, <laughs> last year I made the championship game, and he played like six games for me, um, and he didn't play in the playoffs or anything. So my team can still be fine without him. But that would have I was I've been waiting for that as like a like consoling myself like oh like you're surviving without michael thomas just wait and now it's kind of like okay well these guys are gonna have to be it um so we'll see i I have gotten a lot of bye weeks behind me and that makes me feel a lot better um but we'll see logan thomas is coming back yeah i was gonna say logan thomas coming back also Ayuk being used in the offense again oh yeah that (laughs) gives me some hope yeah i was i was at least like well they're in they ran the two-point conversion to him and it was an important play, like, at the time. So, yeah, they actually like the first play of the game. I think, if I'm not mistaken, at least on the first like uh, set of downs of the game, they took a, a deep shot that was like drawn up for him too. So I, I think a lot of the smokescreen stuff with Shanahan is still kind of baloney, and like they want him to be good, you know, like. Mm-hmm. They obviously want him to be successful, so they're going to give him his chances and try to get him going. And 10 points on seven targets makes me hopeful. Yeah, I would say that that's a good way to view him. Well, that's the quick and dirty of it. Um, The standings, again, for those at home, winter faces not going anywhere. Touchdown Abby does pass Bruce Matthews on a point differential to to take second place, uh, getting that all-important bye week for the playoffs. Then we got Bruce, 
And then we got this big old cluster rounding out the bottom seven and nine flaming hot cheetahs, pit kings, and matriarchs. Myself at six and ten, right outside the playoffs, and then God Kings, Marley Magic, and Popular Ballers rounding out the bottom. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a dogfight out there, you know. It is, and I, I'm not sure if I can say that. Um, <laughs> however, I did want to talk about. One thing real quick from the Bruce Matthews side, because I didn't talk yes. about it, is the Saints, the Jameis uh, injury, and now yeah. Taysom Hill hopefully coming back. What I think is going to happen, and I think that the Saints did this, and it's where you put Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram in the huddle at the same time. And then you come out, and they're just going to run the Navy, like our Air Force, like offense. <laughs> they're just going to be running Taysom Hill and those three triple option. straight line, triple option, <laughs> just a bunch of non- nonsense. Adam Troutman's going to be out there, and then they're just going to take half shots. Yeah, I mean, sure, why not? They're a, they're a pesky team that like is tough. Um, they've beaten some teams that they probably shouldn't have on paper, and they're still in the playoff mix. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do for the rest of the season. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that, but I would love to see it. I, I just have this feeling that they'll at least give it a shot. Yeah. I, I'm Knowing Sean Payton, he will do that at least once this coming Sunday. Oh, at least once. He has to do it. It will make an time. appearance. Yeah. And if he likes to look, they'll go hurry up and just keep doing it all the way down the field. That would be very that that could swing around on Taysom a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Getting to watch him run the triple option. Well, uh that's all that I've I've got on the league. Spicer, anything else NFL that we're missing? Um, I don't think so. Uh sort of with the league though. Uh, Adrian Peterson going to the Matriarchs who owns Derrick Henry, so we'll see how Old man Adrian Peterson does. Seems yes, like he's kept true. in good shape. She did break the bank on the, the fab for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Pit Kings picking up Trevor uh, Seaman? Simon? Simeon. Simeon. Yep. Uh, which is interesting because <laughs> still unsure. I was talking about Taysom Hill, but he could just be the quarterback. I mean, he, he just beat the, yeah, the Bucks, sure. right? Like, yeah. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh the God Kings picking up Tajay Sharp, uh, which is interesting still. Uh, Derek Gore in the running back with Clyde Edwards uh, layered down still. Oh, and Miles Sanders, Boston, the whole Boston Scott Jordan Howard thing where Keith, like Kenneth Gainwell just didn't mm. play. That was bizarre. That was very bizarre. I agree, especially since they were winning. Um, I think you get the young guy in there and let him show, show you what you got. But maybe they're holding him back for more meaningful game i don't know very strange yeah but this feels a little bit like this is that nitty-gritty part of the fantasy season it is and the real um, nfl yeah depth really comes into play here um waiver pickups backups being activated all types of stuff going on oh yeah it's exciting times so be be alert out there be watching Yes. Things are changing quickly. All right, Spice. Well, I guess it's time for the secret hidden uh, part of the podcast at the end here where we just talk about 
whatever we want to (laughs) about uh, coaching and all kinds of stuff. So I I will say I'm I'm a little nervous just on getting the podcast out to the fans every week on time. There's going to be some weeks where it's a struggle. Uh, I did accept an assistant coaching position at the middle school the day we would have recorded last week. And so that's what got us off last week. But I'm here today because we don't have a game on the back half of the week. And the boys are 2-0 and since I've joined the club, so I'm feeling good about it. Heck yeah. Congratulations on the wins and becoming a coach. Uh, and you coached a, a team solo. You say assistant, but you're also the head coach of one of the teams now as well. And it took about four days to get there. Yeah. So sixth graders, uh, there's a, there is another assistant coach um, who's – uh, kind of tied in with the high school football team, but he he definitely has a background in basketball, and he's kind of around every now and then, but he's not not there all the time. So uh, he, he kind of pops in when he can, and and is um, working with the sixth graders with me too. Um, but yeah, I was telling telling you before we got on the actually recording, like I was there by myself uh, to start the sixth grade game, our first ever sixth grade game, and coach was just like, yeah, I'm gonna be sitting in the bleachers up here behind you uh just you know start who you want you know play who you want and and good luck (laughs) i definitely was kind of panicking because even though there was no pressure on the result of the game it's still like it just is you know it's Mm -hmm. it's not like anybody wants to lose a game um and i was so i like quickly turned to my guys and and was looking and i was like okay like okay one two three four five let's do it Uh, and then we won like 43 to 10 they played awesome so it was a lot of fun amazing so how many so what how many plays do you have in the old basketball playbook well uh we've got two right now on offense so you've got memphis and you've got blue right Mm -hmm. so you know can't divulge all the secrets but (laughs) memphis you're basically just running uh cal's dribble drive offense that he started in memphis um that's our whole offense is is dribble drive motion you know we're trying to score in less than 12 seconds push the ball up the floor run the lanes all that type of stuff um and then blue is is kind of a screening play to try to get uh, our five open under the post and kind of get get a pass through the zone um and we ran it once uh, on monday and it it worked perfectly i mean it was executed to a t came off the screen boom pass there got it bucket uh told them to run it again no they didn't so (laughs) it's fine we obviously didn't need it but uh, uh it was great so yeah, two plays so far. Nice, amazing. That's pretty good. But you, but yeah. one of those plays is like the offense. It basically, yeah. And they can. The reason that we have it where they can call it is to kind of like set everybody where they're supposed to go. Because um, you know how it is, especially with middle schoolers, especially with sixth graders. Once they get down there, they just kind of start standing in places, and you're like, okay, move, move. <laughs> we got to go to where we need to go. Yeah, that makes sense. It's more of like a call to go to this position and then start get back to a spot where you know what you're doing. Exactly. Get people to start running around and making cuts and setting screens, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I, I was trying to get Marianne to appreciate this. I, 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 she definitely didn't, but she like pretended that she got it and that was good enough for me. But when we got home or when I got home from our, our big game on uh, Monday that we won, um, the other school that we played, it was, uh, 
maybe I shouldn't say because I'm about to literally call out a middle school kid. So I won't say. But yeah. their best player was this white kid who could shoot really well. And we learned very quickly because he hit like two open threes in the first like two minutes coming off a screen. Um, and it took no time at all to figure out that this other team's offense was basically just like run a bunch of smoke and mirrors and have all the other four players like literally just running around and trying to get this guy open to shoot. The rest of them were trash. So once we like figured that out and could shut him down, it was fine. But it was so funny that this kid is the perfect archetype of this is what I'm building up to. Tell me if you understand this. He's like a floor slapping, clapping Duke player. Oh yeah. But he's like a middle schooler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was horrible. I hated him. Oh gosh. I'm just imagining like, him go like hitting the floor and then pa- the pause, the pause before then slapping the ground. Yes. Is, is that what you're talking about? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then like hitting a shot, like like a little like catch and shoot shot and then like as he's backing up to go on defense he's like holding his arms really tight on his like ribs and like yes. clapping and he's like yeah come on you know yeah. or oh. it's like or like real stiff flex but yes no that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah and man so and like you know there's there's this thing it's like i can't really like I, what i wanted to to do is like turn to my bench and be like you guys cannot let this floor slapping white boy beat you but I, obviously i didn't say that and i can't say that but that's what i wanted to say thankfully they shut him down and we didn't need to but um it it was it was just a great very fun game uh and we're 2 and 1 so i i did talk to you also, also off the air my 6 <laughs> sixth grade guys they got chewed out by the coach after our sixth grade game um just for kind of basic things like he was telling them they weren't trying hard enough and that they really were celebrating hardcore after our win because it was their first ever game for some of them like ever and they won big and he basically just came in bad cop after me and was like you haven't done anything like this is no one cares about this game like if you want to play in the big game play hard here just brutal honesty uh like act like you've been here this is an audition for for the varsity team um so yeah i i was we we didn't get into it but i wanted to hear your thoughts on the old like good cop bad cop kind of speeches and in coaching yeah i've thought about this a lot because i understand the sentiment and heck i even kind of like the trickery so to give you an example in football the trick was Uh, our coach on the week of a big game that he thought we were probably going to lose he would do a wild card thing which was to like get extremely pissed off at someone for being like a 17 year old boy or a 14 year old boy who's a freshman who could not care less at that point in Mm. time while stretching about this Uh like something odd would just like set them off like they weren't you know and it would just set a mood for the practice and then like 20 minutes into practice they'd just be like no we're canceling practice everyone go home and we were like i don't understand we're practicing i don't this doesn't make (laughs) any sense but it's like a motivation tactic and i don't know yeah i've often thought like it's somewhat harmless and kind of like yeah it's just like but i kind of want him to be like you know what why don't you guys just take a day off you guys seem tired which is kind of right. what I think was happening. <laughs> yeah. The packaging is the key. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was real weird. Like, you know, these sixth graders are like 12 years old. Some of them maybe 13. And 
as we were like walking off the court after the handshake line, like some of them saw that there was like a basketball still like laying out there and they like (laughs) went back onto the basketball court to like shoot a shot on the way out. And like, you can't do that, you know, but at the same time, like no one's ever told them you can't do that. Um, You have to go back to the locker room so we can talk about the game. Um, And so, you know, just little things like that where they're literally just being children, just being kids. Uh, but again, a lot of a lot of it is just they've never been told, so you gotta tell them for the first time. But it was funny, man. Like they were just they were looking so shocked, like, wait, we're not allowed to like celebrate this, and you know that's why it's good to have a balance. But they responded well, I think, and um, paid attention a little bit in practice. So nice. Well, that's always yeah. great. It's always nice to have uh, kids who are good at good at sports that you're coaching and that it's fun to coach them which it seems like it is it is it is i i i like it a lot i think the our upper class guys like eighth and seventh graders recognize the what they have to do and so they're even taking some of these guys under their wing and like telling them to shut up when people are talking (laughs) making sure they're behaving in the classroom which is always a, a struggle that type of stuff um but i was thinking about this also today after practice I'm pretty sure that, like, three of our starting five could beat me in one-on-one. Oh, really? Which is a good sign, I think. Like, it says something about me, which is that I'm not great at basketball. But also, like, we have some people that are t- that are as tall as me, and that is really the key. And, like, they're skilled, and they're just so fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how fast some of these kids are. And unlimited energy. Yes. Absolutely unlimited. Bottomless. Exactly. Like I got tired today, like helping run one drill where I was just dribbling up the court a lot to like get them practicing trapping on the press. And I was like, all right, <laughs> okay, I'm ready for a sub. But yeah. no, it, it's good. I know that feeling. So, All right, folks. Well, I'm sorry. This was, this was a bit of a low energy podcast. Coach Hawes is, is tired, but we covered, I think, all our bases. I think so as well. Uh, keep up on the on roster news. It, it could be a lot of things happening. So just wanted to put that yeah. out there that there's a lot of uh, people maybe dropped, moved in the next week or so. So I agree. Um, a lot of trades being, being thrown around. People are kind of scrambling. At some point, the pack will separate, and we'll see what happens to the teams that end up down at the bottom, just like last year. Yeah, we shall see. All right, y'all. See you next week. Talk to y'all later.